0: very much on this good friday christians from all around the world remember the suffering and death upon the cross of our lord and savior jesus christ at easter sunday we will celebrate his glorious resurrection at this holy time our nation is engaged in a battle like never before the invisible enemy our brave doctors nurses and responders first responders responders of all are fighting to save lives our workers are racing to deliver critical medical supplies our best scientists are working around the clock to develop life-saving therapeutics and i think they're doing really well in doing so our people are making tremendous sacrifices to end this pandemic though we will not be able to gather together with one another as we normally would on easter we can use the sacred time to focus on prayer, reflection, and growing in our personal relationship with God so important. I ask all Americans to pray that God will heal our nation, to bring comfort to those who are grieving, to give strength to the doctors, nurses, and healthcare workers, to restore health to the sick, and to renew the hope in every person who is suffering. Our nation will come through like never before. I thank the many families who have prayed for me and for my family, and your prayers are felt, and I am forever grateful. I'd like to thank our great Vice President and his wonderful wife, who we all know very well, Karen, for the incredible job they do and for their service, not only to the country, but for their service to God. Almost 3,000 years ago, the prophet Isaiah wrote these words, darkness covers the earth, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you for the Lord will be your everlasting light. As our nation battles the invisible enemy, we reaffirm that Americans believe in the power of prayer. We give thanks for the majesty of creation and for the gift of eternal life and we place our trust in the hands of Almighty God. I'd like to just wish everybody a very happy Easter. We're going to be celebrating that very, very special day. And it's going to be hopefully a very good weekend and a very productive weekend. And I wanna thank everybody in our country and beyond for all they've had to put up with 184 countries as of this morning are fighting this enemy and we pray for them all with that i'd like to introduce bishop harry jackson from maryland highly respected
1: so we'll go ahead and listen to him but i just wanted to say hey i'm melissa red pill the world i'm so glad we're going to enjoy celebrating easter together and with our president uh i just wanted to make sure that we that we celebrated with him. If he's going to have a a worship service right here in the Oval Office, we'll just join with him. And we're going to actually read together that Isaiah 60 chapter that he quoted, a little excerpt from it. And I have a a whole video on Isaiah 60. And you're going to love it because it tells, he knows the entire chapter 60 and what it's talking about because it's about us being set free from this cabal. It's just beautiful. Um, so let's. I want you to listen to him, and then we'll get started. Uh, and I think that what he was giving us clues, which we already know, he's talking about uh, this invisible enemy. We know the this code words for us, and he's talking about have a productive weekend. So I think there's something to that too. Just found out. Just realized that tomorrow is Nissan, which is on the Hebrew calendar, Nissan seventeen. Let's everybody say, I know, right? <laughs> so, Nissan 17. None of these are coincidences. All right, so let's listen to this gentleman as he prays also for our country.
0: Gentleman who is a, uh, a member of our faith and a person that we have tremendous respect for.
2: Bishop, please. Thank Thank you, you, Mr. President. First of all, let me say thank you for the job you're doing, you and the vice president to protect our nation. Okay. And you've included the churches in the relief efforts. Many churches would have had to close down yes. had it not been for your insightful uh, leadership. So thank you both very much. Thank you. I, Good Friday as we prepare a prayer is one of the darkest days in the Christian faith in that Christ stood in substitution for our sin. But
1: the resurrection, uh, before he goes on, I want to make sure that, especially for new ones here, I want you to understand what he means by substitution. What does that mean? Um, it means that he took, he literally took our place. He took the cross instead of us having to bear our, our punishment for our sin. And we take his, his place of blessing. That basically we we get his perfect life substituted for on our account. When you stand before God, his perfect record now becomes yours. He took our record and he was nailed to the cross and he was punished with, based on our record of sin. But we get his record. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Second Corinthians, I think it's 521. So it's the great substitution. It's the great switcheroo. It doesn't sound fair at all. And he said he would gladly do that for us. It's amazing. So that, that how I know these scriptures so well is because of the, uh, I'll show you later on my, my scripture songs. I want to sing.net. I'll put a link below because it's so great to have this scripture right there available in your noggin. Okay, so let's see what he's, that's what he means by substitute.
2: ...action is our victory, but it parallels with the Passover. I'm going to read two verses and pray out of them about what we want to have happen. We want this plague to pass over. We want everyone in America to be safe. Psalm 105 says, he brought them out without with gold, silver and gold and there was none feeble among his tribes. Mm -hmm. Verse 39 goes on to say, he spread a cloud for covering and fire to give light in the night. Let us pray. Lord, let the death angel pass over. Let there be a mitigation of this plague, this disease. Let medical science come forth. Lord, let us come out with a thriving economy. That silver and gold spoken of in that passage, let it be our portion. And then God, as we face other challenges in the future, Lord covers with a cloud by day and a fire by night. But in this great land that was set up to glorify your name, we want to break, we come against the spirit of division. Lord, let e porbus unum be a reality in us. Let there be a uniting of America. Heal the divide between race, class, and gender. Once again, give this great man our president and give the vice president wisdom beyond their natural limitations. Give them insights so they can cover us, lead us, and bless us. We bless them and America in Jesus' name. Be encouraged. Hope is on the way. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. that's beautiful. Thank you, thank you much. my much. That was a great honor. Thank you.
0: And thank you all. And have a great Good Friday. And we're going to see you in a little while. And also, if I don't see you, have a great Easter. Thank you. Awesome.
1: Um, I wanted to make sure that we shared that together. Isn't that remarkable? What a, what an honor, what a blessing to have (laughs) church right there in the white house. Isn't that the coolest thing? Isn't that cool? So um, he was talking, you know, when he's, as he's praying, he might be talking about, you know, the scientists, but I'm realizing I'm I'm looking in the sense of to release all the cures and the, and the good scientists who will run, if we're going to have a CDC, that it'll be run by good scientists. And remember, uh, we've talked about before that one will be taken, one will be left. The, the ones that are taken are the ones like Gates and Burks and, and Fauci are taken out. And this head of the WHO are taken out and good people are put in their place who will truly make sure that we have health in our country and in the world. OK, so this is what's what's happening. And so what a, what a great day um, we are. If you're new to our channel, we are we look at the Q posts. Um, we're not going to look at the Q post today because today's something special. This is our our Easter celebration, and and actually today is the seventeenth of Nissan. So and they start their celebration always on the evening before, okay, and then through the until the next day. So the seventeenth actually starts at sundown today. All right, so it's it's just a different way that. And this is the way the Lord set it up in his word. It was evening and there was a morning and it was the first day evening in the morning. There was a second day. Anyway, but we look at the Q post and the current events and the Trump tweets and whatever president Trump is doing in the light of God's word and biblical. And so certainly no doubt Q has said many times, this is biblical. And uh, this is the, this is the reason we have this channel and this place for us to come together because this is, this is huge. What is happening? It's biggest as Q has talked about. And it's not, it's it's not going to be enough for us to simply have these bad guys away from us. We have to rise into these positions of authority, and we have to see His kingdom come, His will being done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what we're seeing. So how to how to how to expand your thinking, and how to how for us to step into that new day. Okay, and it's we're moving from infancy to adulthood. We're moving from this childhood. All right. So that was. That was so great um, that he had that. Um, he had several other things. He said, "Oh, look at this one." He posted today: "The invisible enemy will, enemy will soon be in full retreat." Look at there. So I'm going to show you the calendar real quick. This is the this is the calendar that shows this, the Passover celebration. And always, and just like with the Q post, sometimes there's multiple meanings exist. And same thing with God's word. And so we've always heard about, you know, three and a half days. A lot of times there's a lot of symbolism for three and a half days. There's It was 3,500 years since Passover, uh, the original Passover, and with them being set free out of Egypt. And so there's a lot of symbolism for the three and a half days. And we've always heard about, oh, there's going to be three and a half years of tribulation and three and a half years of, of you know, and that's, they, they, they led us astray on so much of it because they wanted us to get confused and not to fight against the beast. They made us think that we were going to be out of here. We were going to leave. And so we don't need to fight the beast. We won't know about the beast because we'll be gone. What a great trick, right? So anyway, so in order to come out of some of that, uh, here is my book, Q and on a thousand years of peace, we're back to number one. Yay. Thanks guys. And so this is how you can come out of it. And it's a, it's written really, really simple. It's like the way I talk, okay? Because I've been teaching uh, youth for years and years. I've, I've been a missionary, a self-appointed missionary, got appointed missionary in my town, and so I I just talk like a regular person. I'm not trying to be a brainiac or whatever. I just wouldn't know how to anyway. And so this book goes into all of the things that they that they've told us and how you know if it was wrong. And I I I, I, I Set it right so we, we can look at it the right way and there's so much if you've been involved in the pr- prophecy and in and, and have uh, uh, they taught us about revelation it has been real it's really complex and this helps to come out of that okay so and I also have the, the playlist called uh, the Revelation playlist so check it check that out make sure before we get started make sure you like and share uh, and I know you guys are. We're we're growing so much, and we've got more people here who are hearing now. The cube post is biblical. Yeah, you know, how that how that plays into it, and it's gonna. It's really funny because for all this time, you know, we've just been you know puttering along, and now all of a sudden we're we're really expanding, which is really exciting. I think people are ready to see how this is biblical, and that's what you know helped to let's just help to get past these algorithms. Yeah. All right. So um okay, so here is the passage that he was reading from, uh, or that, that that President Trump quoted. Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. Okay, so talk about darkness to light. We've been in this dark, deceived, confused, you know. State for so so long, and um, other videos I talk about the reason he did that was because we just weren't ready as humanity. We would have been slammed, so it had to. We had to be ready for this, and, and you know. Anyway, I'll, uh, we'll talk about that another time. But anyway, but darkness as black as night has covered all the nations of the earth. We know that there's been such deception, such control by this truly demonic mafia yeah, it's a cabal, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. Mount, mighty kings will come to see your radiance. Isn't that beautiful? Imagine this whole world as, as Q uh, was talking about, the last boom will be magical. Imagine all, everyone coming to the light of the Lord, coming to the knowledge of the Lord, as it says that the the knowledge of the Lord will fill the earth like the waters fill the sea. It's uh, it's not like they're physically coming. It's that everyone is going to come to this beautiful uh, awakening, just like we saw that wonderful video. I just saw one. You know, we saw the guy from Rwanda. Uh, so where we go, one we go all. We had another one from uh, I think South Africa, and they're saying the same thing. It's this is happening. It is. It is very very exciting. Oh, but back to my calendar. I wonder if. I wonder if three and a half, basically at the beginning of, of the Easter celebration, if you would say that it would start at, on the, on the the Hebrew calendar on the 17th of Nisan and the evening, that's three and a half days after Passover. So would that be, you know, i don't know i'm just I'm just throwing that out there, all right, so but back to um, Isaiah sixty look and see for everyone is coming home. Your sons and daughters are coming from distant lands. your little daughters will be carried home, your eyes will shine, and your heart will thrill with joy. This is happening, this is going to happen, and our president trust me, he knows this passage he wasn 't just picking out a verse. Out of the hat, he was picking this verse because he knows what this verse is talking about. Okay, he knows that this verse is a, it, we're fulfilling it in this day. We're we're going from darkness to light. Our children are coming home. Our money is coming home. Our health is coming home. I mean, everything is being set set right. Okay, don't think about physically whatever. Think about you know that things just being restored to us. Your eyes will shine and your heart will thrill with joy for merchants from all around the world will come to you that will bring you the wealth of many lands. Like all that all the seized assets that, that are on QMAP.pub with all the, you know, the what 1388 pages today I checked that have been seized. It's amazing, amazing. Yeah. Oh, just by the way, before I keep going, I was, uh, I went to the store today because yesterday I was doing my video and by the time I got finished, I said, well, let me just run to the, get a couple errands to get, you know, get a couple things I need at the store. Locked up tight, can't get nothing. It was no, 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 you can't get anything. So I went today. I said, let me do this now. So today I was on the phone with, with someone for another two hour conversation But that's good because it looks like people are ready to listen and I heard just back from my other buddy and she's she's watched the entire fall cabal and she's watched uh, my revelation and she's watched the book and she's read the book and all that. So people are really getting hungry to hear. Anyway, so I'm at the store and everybody's got the masks on. The masks, my goodness, the masks. And it's just like, oh, wow, these people are so in the matrix. It's so obvious that they don't really understand what's really, really going on. And it, we know from Q, there had to be a scare event. We know that. So I'm not trying to, I, we kind of need them to be scared right now because they don't understand. They just not don't understand what else is going on. So I'm standing in the line and there's a man right in front of me who is, um, uh, we're keeping our social, social distance, but he doesn't have a mask on. One of the few, literally seemed like almost everybody had on a mask except for me and him. And so I said, well, you know, you don't have a mask. And he says, no, nah, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. And we'll, I'll get over it. And, you know, he would, didn't seem like he was worried. So I'm like, that would be a, probably a good place to try to red pill people is if they're not, if they don't have a mask on, maybe they're more apt to listen. Anyway, so I was telling him, I just I just said, oh, because he had to go to the, to the checkout. I said, um, oh, yeah, because did you hear that Bill Gates owns the, Patent to this virus. He was like, "What? <laughs> Thanks for that, dude. Hurry off." And so I, I just grabbed one of those little papers, like I've told you about, out of my purse, and, and handed it to him while he was in, in line and um, getting his stuff checked out. And yeah, he was glad to have that information. So yeah, just wherever you are, just take papers to people. Right. All right. So now keep going. Um, they, they will bring you the wealth of many lands. And I was telling my parents today, do not pay your taxes. (laughs) I'm going to get thrown in the slammer for telling people, don't pay your taxes. But I just really think that he's going to just keep pushing. Oh, we'll give you another month and another month. And he's like, okay, never mind. Don't have to pay any more back. (laughs) Just really do. I really do. Vast caravans. Vast caravans of camels will converge on you. Vast caravans. A caravan is like a whole line of camels, but a vast caravan is just as far as the eye can see. We have all these camels. The camels of Midian and Ephah, the people of Sheba will bring gold and frankincense and will come worshiping the Lord. Isn't that amazing? That's, that's, it's so reminiscent of them leaving when they left Egypt and the people just were like, here, take our gold. Yeah, they'll come and will come worshiping the Lord. Okay, and when I say worshiping, when it talks about worshiping, does it mean that they're going to be bowing down and you know, all and all, you know, it's it's not about that. It's that they worship is everything you do, and your whole life is worship. Your whole life is 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 in service to Him, in honor to Him. When you, I remember my pastor years ago. Said uh, one time, he says, you know, when you're a new mom and you're changing diapers, that's a great worship service to the Lord because you're taking care of your baby, right? This is it's it's whatever you do in in service to Him. Okay, that's when you know. Okay, so when people come to worship the Lord, it's because their hearts have been transformed, they're awake and alive to the to the things of God now. Okay, and so you know, yeah, the only ones who are going to be gone at this point are the ones who've been doing this evil who've taken this mark of the beast, who, who like, who worship Satan and do this evil rituals. Okay. The flocks of Keter, I know you guys who have been here a while know all that, but for new people, I have to keep kind of going over that. Anyway, the flocks of Keter will be given to you and the Rams of Nebaoth will be brought from, for my altars. I will accept their offerings and I will make my temple glorious. I will make my temple glorious. What does that mean? What does it mean for his temple to be glorious? It means that people all over the world, this entire world is his temple. This, all these people are, the, you know, we are all the temple of, of God. Um, and, and imagine, you know, all the Buddhists are truly worshiping him, but in truth and in spirit, and they understand who is their Messiah? The, the 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 Muslims and the Hindus and everyone all over the world. We all come together and recognize our true our Savior. This glorious, glorious, glorious. No reason to fight or argue or have a war because we all worship the Lord. We all are honoring him just like in your family if you guys are like my husband and me i'm just so thankful for him you know he's trying to make me happy and i'm trying to make him happy and we how can we have an argument because we're always trying to make each other happy and that's the glorious thing of a a marriage is that there's a a mutual uh service to each other to help each other you know with whatever it is and this that's going to be the way for the whole world and what do I see flying like the clouds to Israel like doves to their nest they are ships from the ends of the earth from lands that trust in me lands by led by the great ships of Tarshish they are bringing the people of Israel home from far away carrying their silver and gold symbolic of the restoration for your family the restoration for your family because everyone's going to recognize we've all been lied to. And all of us have been deceived and tricked by these people. So it's not, oh, well, you were dumb and you took, we all have, we all have, okay? They will honor the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has filled you with his splendor. Foreigners will come to rebuild your towns and your their kings will serve you. This is talking about these, these evil ones. Not that we'll ever see them again, but the point is, everything that they have built up for for themselves is coming to us and they're going to get them. That's what it says. Basically for though I've destroyed you in my anger. I will now have mercy on you through my grace. What is that? Is that there, this has been a period of of punishment for us because of our lack of obedience and trust in the Lord. And he's had to discipline us. As I've talked about before that this is, this is what's, it's, we are in the point now where we are like, we want you, Jesus, to run this world. We are over it where we think we need to run this world or we need to do our, our own thing because we cannot, the enemy is too tricky for us. We didn't realize how tricky they were. And now we, we repent and we turn our, our lives to you and we say, we want you to rule this world. Okay. So we've learned our lesson, kind of like with a kid, they're like, they still want to keep touching that hot stove, and finally, they're, when they do, they're like, see, do you see now? Why I told you don't touch it, right? Your gates will stay open day and night to receive the wealth of many lands. Your gates, go back, how many times do we see the word gates? This gates, open up the uh, these gates, Uh, be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory will come in. There's a continual flow of blessing, a continual blessing in your spirit and in your heart, in your soul, in your relationships, in your finances, in everything, of knowledge, everything, just this continual blessing. If you remember uh, Aquarius, uh, the sign in the heavens of the age that we're entering into, he's got a giant water pot and he's always pouring out, pouring out this blessing that's flowing just you know, eternally blessing. Isn't that beautiful? Um, Your gates will stay open, day and night, to receive the wealth of many lands. The kings of the world will be led as captives in a victory procession. For the nations that refuse to serve you will be destroyed. The kings of the world will be led as captives to Yitmo. Yeah. That's what it's talking about. These evil ones who have been, who thought they were, they were God. The glory of Lebanon will be yours. The force of cypress and fir and pine to beautify my sanctuary. My temple will be glorious. The descendants of your tormentors will come and bow before you. The descendants of your tormentors. So right now we have this certain generation of tormentors that are here on the earth, but they, this whole clan goes way, 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 way back, right? They're going to bow down and, and before us, and they, those who despised you will kiss your feet. They're going to be very sorry for what they've done. They thought it was so funny. Yeah. They won't be laughing. They will call you the city of the Lord and Zion of the Holy one of Israel. They will know we are the ones. If you remember on matrix, it is the city of Zion. Okay. And I I watched a little bit of chapter of the matrix number two. And I don't know, you know, if it's, I think matrix one is probably pretty good. Maybe the other ones have not, uh, we're not as good. I don't know. Anyway, but this, this the, the city of God is, you know, they're going to recognize that we were the ones the Lord loved and that we're going to receive the blessing. They, they, whether they want to admit it or not, they will, they will know that we are, the Lord is blessing us. says the meek will inherit the earth, we are the ones who are receiving all this blessing and they're out where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. He says that every knee will bow and every tongue confess those in heaven, those on earth and those under the earth they will bow the knee. Though you were once despised and hated, no one traveling uh, through you, I will make you beautiful forever, a joy to all generations. So isn't that the truth? We've been treated as the off scouring of the earth that we're too stupid or too gullible or too, you know, and, and nobody wanted us to, we had such a hard time getting jobs or, you know, you know, having relationships or whatever. And we were despised. Thought, despised doesn't mean hated. Someone just despises thought little of like they're so dumb. All right. With no one traveling through you, I will make you a beautiful forever, a joy to all generations. Powerful Kings and mighty nations will satisfy your every need. As though you were a child nursing at the breast of a queen, you will know at last that I, the Lord, am your savior and your redeemer and the mighty one of Israel. We knew it, but we'll see it. Faith will be sight. I will exchange your bronze for gold, your iron for silver, your wood for bronze, your stones for iron. I will make peace your leader and righteousness your ruler. Violence will disappear from your land. Disappear. Oh, yes. The desolation and destruction of war will end. We've already seen that. We've already seen so many wars have ended already, and it's going to be stopped. A screeching halt. Salvation will surround you like city walls and praise will be on the lips of all who enter there. No longer will you need the sun to shine by day nor the moon to give its light by night for the Lord your God will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set. Your moon will never go down. For the Lord will be your everlasting light. Your days of mourning will come to an end. All your people will be righteous. They will possess their land forever. And I will plant them there with my own hands in order to bring myself glory. This is not in a particular land, not just in America. This is all over the world. This is the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters fill the sea. The smallest family will become a thousand people and the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. At that right time, I, the Lord will make it happen. And you might feel like, well, but you know, you know, this, these people have been um, where they can't have babies anymore because they've been vaccinated. They can't have, or, or, you know, like how could that happen? Trust the plan, (laughs) trust the plan. The Lord has cures to, to restore whatever the locusts have eaten, whatever the enemy has done to us, he can restore it. He can restore it. So, you know, I know there's been a lot of pain and anguish. He says that when the baby is born, that we will be able to go, you know, this we now are rejoiced because the baby is born, right? All right. The next thing I want to show you is we're going to talk about, we're going to go into Easter morning uh, and talk about that a little bit because um, the, you know, obviously for tomorrow is, is Easter or Resurrection Day, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I don't know if you ever have noticed this about, um, Mary Magdalene, I'm going to show you a little bit about that, but this is the rising of, uh, of, of obviously our Lord Jesus is, he's dead. It looks hopeless. It looks like there's no way. And just like, just like with us, with this new world order, they had us down, but for the count and they were rejoicing over us. They were like, we won, we beat them and all that. And now look, we're having this great resurrection. I'm not talking about just with this COVID, you know, they, they thought they had right, uh, rejoiced over us with a thousand things before president Trump was ever elected. And we started the whole Q movement. They thought, Oh, certainly we're going to get them with this and that and the other, the Russia gate and the impeachment gate and the, and the, you know, this is COVID gate. They thought for sure they were going to destroy us and no, we rise. We're, we're alive you didn't get us and you're out and we're the ones who get to be here and enjoy this world. Um, so let's read a little bit. This is in John chapter 20 early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. Okay. Mary Magdalene had been, uh, had lots of issues, lots of issues. Uh, she's from a little place that uh, we passed it. And when we were in Israel, Magdala, and it's, um, it's up near Cana. And so she had, Oh, somehow gotten involved with these, these you know, seven spirits. And so she was really in a pickle. She was really in a pickle, but the Lord Jesus delivered her out of all of that and rescued her. So she never left his side. She was right there. She would just be there to help. Maybe if they needed cooking, they needed cl- things cleaned, whatever she could do, she was there to be a helper. Okay. As they would, uh, as the disciples would move from here and there, she just was, and she just loved him because he had rescued her. He had rescued her and she, you know, she, she loved him. And she just sat at and listened to every word. She was just on his, you know, on her knees, just listening to every word that fell from his lips. So this, so, so uh, this whole weekend after Jesus has been dead, she was beside herself with grief, so sad, crying and crying and crying. She just would cry her eyes out. And so it's still dark. And so she's going to the tomb and she's finding the, t- the stone has been rolled away which was funny because I don't know what she was thinking. She was in such grief. She didn't know what to think. She was so sad because he's dead and she just didn't even know what to think. And she just, he's going to the tomb because now because the Sabbath is over, she can go, she can go to the tomb. Now the Sabbath had technically gotten over the night before, but it was dark. And so she couldn't go, but she went as, as you know, I'm sure that the girl couldn't sleep. She was so sad because he's dead. The one she put all of her hopes in and that he's dead and he's, she, she just beside herself. Anyway, so she found um, the stone was rolled away and she ra- So she ran immediately and she went and, and found Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved. It's talking about John. And she said, they've taken the Lord's body out of the tomb. We don't know where they put him. So she's, she's panic stricken. She's all frantic. She's like, they've taken his body. And cause she had not been able to even give him a, proper burial after they took him off the cross they basically just wrapped him up threw him in there and 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 slammed the, the, the door because it was getting to be dark it was going to be dark and they they had to you know be home before dark it's just a it was a big mess it was a big mess this is all the lord's playing sometimes it's like Everything's like falling apart and everything goes terrible. And you're like, how did this happen? And anyway, they've been just weeping and weeping for, you know, ever since he, they saw him die. If you remember, she and John and Mary, the mother of Jesus were the only ones who were at the tomb at the, at the right beside him when he died, the others had scattered, had had left. Okay. So the reason I'm telling you this is because let's take a lesson from Mary because she is going to get this huge blessing here in a second. And you're going to be like, wow. And she was not even, I'm getting ahead of myself, but she's not even, you know, she's not anybody fancy. He don't need fancy. (laughs) He does not need fancy. So if you feel like, well, I'm not anybody special, I'm not fancy or whatever. Well, that's good. Then you take a let take a be encouraged by the story of Mary Magdalene. So Peter and the other disciples started to run to the tomb like we they can't believe someone would have stolen the body. They're supposed it's supposed to be guarded by these Roman guards, right? Those Roman soldiers, they were brought, uh, they were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter. So in other words, John, who's writing this is not wanting to brag. He's like, I ran, I ran faster than Peter. (laughs) And he reached the tomb first, he stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. That's kind of John's personality. He just doesn't rush right in. But Peter, on the other hand, he's like, I'm going in. See, he arrived and he went straight inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there while the cloth that had covered Jesus's head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Now, th- I've heard this is, this is so cool. Check this out. So it's, it's wrapped up. You in know, in the why, What is? Why does the Lord bring up this thing about that the wrapping that was for his face, his head was 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 folded up. We think that it was folded up like the afikoman. Remember, I told you on the Passover video that they would take the 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 afikoman and the, the bread, and they would wrap it in the in the linen cloth. They had a special way that they would wrap it. I, we think that he did it, they, that Jesus did it that way so that they would go, oh, this is the symbolism. Ah, this is the symbolism of the afikomen Komen that we would hide every year. It's about that Jesus would be hidden away in like a, like the, uh, the, uh, the Afi Komen. Does that make sense? If you didn't see that, check it out on, um, on the Passover video. Anyway, but Jesus wrapped up the face cloth, okay? And so the other cloth, uh, cloths were, wrappings were lying there too. And the disciples, so first of all, if someone's going to take Jesus's body, they're going to steal it. They're not going to take his his linen cloths, <laughs> right? That's yeah, not going to do that. They wouldn't take that the, the linen cloths off, right? So he was his body was not stolen for sure, even though that's what the Jewish people were told. And so now, uh, so now it's like, where is he? So the, the this is where it's, it gets really really so cool about Mary Magdalene. So check this. Okay, so um, but they didn't understand. The scriptures that said that Jesus must rise from the dead, and so then they went home. But not Mary Magdalene, not Mary Magdalene. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. Okay, back, Let me back, Let me stop real quick. I wrote a book, another book years ago, called The Miracle Man, and I have a chapter in it about Mary Magdalene. And so I'll put a link below because you can you can you know get it on Amazon or you can you can uh, I'll send you a link to it. Uh, you can get it for free. Um, and it just goes into real people who met Jesus and their lives, how they were transformed by, by getting to meet him. So I think you'll really enjoy it. Something to to do while you're, instead of always researching Q, right? As much as we love Q. All right. Oh, so, uh, so Mary was standing outside the tomb crying as she, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. So she's crying and crying, crying and crying. The, the, the Hispanic people call her the, the weeping Magdalena. Because she just won't, you're weeping like a Magdalena, <laughs> like she won't stop crying. She's been crying for three days and, or whatever, and so now she's still crying. So she saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and other, the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? they like first of all she's seeing angels now if you remember when the angels appeared and the and the disciple the the guards saw the angels they fell down dead like as as if they were dead okay they couldn't move they were so scared well Mary, mary on the other hand she talks to these and doesn't even even hardly notice that she's talking to angels she's not afraid of them at all she knows jesus and so none of that worries her and that That'll tell you right there, you know, when you really walk with the Lord, you just don't have to worry about anything. It's really a great place to be uh, in your heart. They're like, why are you crying? Because they know that they came down, they got rolled away the stone, that Jesus is alive. There's no, why are you crying? Why There's nothing to cry about. And she says, because they've taken away my Lord and I don't know where they've put him. She's so confused. She doesn't understand. And she's so, she's like, I've got to find him. I can't just just going back about my business. I I don't know what to do. She was really stuck. She didn't want to go back with Peter and Jane and John. She's just, I don't know what to do. Have you ever been in that situation? I do not know what to do. All I know to do is cry. (laughs) That's what she did. So she didn't, she turned to leave and saw, it's just like, I don't really care to talk with the angels. The angels are not, I don't need to talk to the angels. So she turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus but she did not recognize him now different times. He would transform himself in, in, in so that they couldn't recognize him after he rose. That's another story. I'll, I'll, I'll try to send you a, a, put, a link below of how they would, um, you know, different appearances that he had after he rose anyway. So she turned and I'm sorry. And she didn't recognize him. He says, dear woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? So she still doesn't recognize him. Even so, even though, he's talking to her. So she thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go get him. She said, just please, (laughs) I'm desperate here. And then he says her name. He says, Mary, Jesus said, and she turned to him so she probably been just crying. Just telling you. And now she's turned to him, and she cries out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. She calls him teacher. Rabboni, she's so, she's like beside herself. She's, she's standing right here in front of him. The reason I wanted to tell you this is because the woman who had seven demons in her, and that Jesus had saved, she's the first one to see Jesus alive from the dead. The greatest miracle of all time and the first one to see it is a female and it's a, it's someone who the world said they're just the off scouring of the earth, the throwaway person is what everybody thought of this person, Mary Magdalene and everybody in the world knows about Mary Magdalene now, don't they? She has received a great, a great honor. Isn't that amazing? She was so courageous and her courage came out of because of her great love for him. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that beautiful, you guys? So she got to be the first one to see him alive. The first one. Isn't that cool? He says, Don't cling. You know, I don't think this is a great translation. He says, Don't cling to me. So she's grabbed him, all right? She's like, I'm not letting you go now. I'm not letting you go. She's like, He's alive. He's alive. And she's like, You him when like, she's not letting him go. And so he says, Don't cling to me, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. Okay. I think what he's saying is, Mary, I'm not sticking around. He's trying to tell her right, right quick. I'm not going to be sticking around. Don't think I'm going to stick around. I'm going to be leaving. Cause she's, she's already like, you know, in her mind, she's always, he's back. He's back. He's back. You know, and he's going to be the King and it's going to be great. I don't know what was going through her mind, but she just, she, she, she can, the last thing she's thinking is that he's going to leave again. So he is trying to help her. know. don't get, don't go in, in a, far off in this thought process here. stop! stop. I'm not going to be sticking around. I'm going to be leaving. So I'm sure that's not what she wanted to hear, but he says, uh, you know, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to be ascending to my father. I'm not sticking around. He says, but go, okay, go here. I've got a job for you though. Cause you've always done a really good job for me, Mary. Oh, this is my job that I, my job that I want you to do. Go find your brothers, find my brothers. Tell them I'm ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Tell them you saw, seen me. And that's what I said. So Mary Magdalene found the disciples. So I'm sure Jesus left somehow or another. It doesn't really say what he did, but if he just vanished, you never hear how he would leave, but he would just, he would come and he would go there's like, I think seven appearances that he had before he ascended and he would just appear and then he would disappear. (laughs) I don't know how, but he, you could touch him. It wasn't like you could put your, you would put your hand through him. He, you could touch him and you could hold him. And then later he ate fish anyway, but we'll get to that another day. Anyway. Um, so, uh, so she said she went and told them I've seen the Lord and she gave them his message. Now they didn't believe her. So if you feel like you tell people things and they don't believe you, just you're in very good company. This is a, this is something that is 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 given by the Spirit. So I wanted you to see, you to see this one passage. Oh, let's see. No, not that, that one. It was something I wanted to show you guys, where Jesus. Okay, um, at this passage, Okay, here in verse 21. This is a very interesting passage where this does not sound right when you first read it like, what do you mean? Jesus always says stuff like that. You're like, what do you mean? At this time, Jesus was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And he said, Oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever, and for revealing these things to, to those who are childlike. That is so weird to me. As hard as we try to help people see can you imagine saying that, Lord, I thank you that you've hidden these things, that you've hidden these things that we try every day to help people understand. Thank you for hiding these things from those who are wise and clever, think themselves wise and clever, and for revealing them to the childlike. that's, that's really needs to be our attitude. Whenever we go and we tell someone, but we're not just like, eh, to make me feel good about life, I have to make sure that they believe. It. Uh, no, no. I will go and I will tell. And if someone believes, great. If they don't, I'll have to let that be God's business. <laughs> I'm not go- I can't let myself be upset. And I'm like, Lord, you have a timing and a purpose and a reason for everything you do. And thank you that you know. And it's not about, oh, well, we know because we're, we're smarter. We don't need a bunch of braggadocious, smart aleck Christians <laughs> or you know, people who in the Q movement. We need people who are humble and who know that this, They we only know this because of the spirit of God has revealed this to us. That's, that's the only reason we know this, the, that we are the childlike by faith. We've said, Lord, teach me, reveal, because I clearly have, are, are easily duped and I need you to teach me. And so that's what we need is for the whole world to get a big giant humble pie, we need to all humble ourselves before God and say, Lord, teach me what's really going on. Tell me so that I can not be fooled by these, these, the, the, the tricky say." Okay. All right. But before he said that, this was something so cool too. And I thought this was so, you know, with me, I just want to read the whole thing. But this was so cool because you know, this is so much like what we're seeing right now happen. Check it out. Verse 18. He said, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. So first he's in the heaven and then he comes to earth and he's been on earth causing all this trouble and now he's going to be sent into the abyss. Okay. that's this, That's the progression. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. He's telling you and me this. He's given us authority over all the power of the enemy. He has given us power over the enemy over authority, over all the power of the enemy, all the power of the enemy is, is he's got a lot of power and predominantly this deception. And so he's given us authority over that so that we can understand what's the truth. He says, I will guide you into all truth, right? And he says, you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. That's what he's doing. He says, I've given you this authority. You can walk among these snakes and scorpions and you will be able to crush them nothing will injure you but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you rejoice because your name is registered in heaven you are you are you have jesus perfect paper that he, when he rose that you received his resurrection also that that same the uh, it says in revel uh romans chapter uh 6 or maybe maybe 8 anyway but Romans 6 and 8 are awesome. Read both of them. They're so good. But it talks about that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. We have the spirit, that spirit of, that, that raised Jesus from the dead that will give life to our mortal bodies. Amazing. How's that? How you like that? Okay, so I thought that was just such a great, a great thing to read for today. No, my father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the son except the father and no one truly knows this father except the son and the, and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. This is revealed by the spirit of God in his time and in his way. And I thank you, father, that's your plan That's for, so it seemed good in your sight. That's, that's up to you. That's what it says here in the, in this other version, I uh, praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and intelligent, and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this way was well-pleasing in your sight. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Okay, let me say one more thing. I'll be right back. I think so. Okay, two more quick things, and that is, one is that um, this, is, this is my... Uh, page that has the scripture songs I created these scripture songs way back in 99 and it's just scripture and a little jink a little piano and it just helps you to remember uh, to memorize God's word okay and uh, like I said this is the way that the Hebrews always did it they would learn the word and they still do to this day they memorize the word by singing and that's why I created these and it's just helped me it was for a kids club but I have them available for whoever wants them and they're just at cost all right so this is the last thing i want to tell you today that i did this video and it's almost a half million people have seen it and so it's it, this is one of, the, one of the biggest revelations of our day so it is talking about the ark of the covenant i'm going to show you a picture of it this this video series is uh, this video is called cataclysmic find in underground vault is this about Mark Taylor's prophecy which again I don't think that's really what this is about the ark of the covenant that is what the ark of the covenant looks like they would hold it with these poles because they could not touch it it was basically heaven come to earth and that th- this is the mercy seat and they would always put the blood on the right side of the mercy seat the the left side was completely and no blood would ever go on the right, on the left side, the blood of the sacrifice that they would have every year for Passover, they would kill the, 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 sacrificial lamb and it would, the blood would go on this right side of the mercy seat. So Jesus died on Passover. He is the Passover lamb. He is the one whose blood truly, because blood, blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sin. Only the blood of Christ takes away sin. So on that day, His blood is being poured out. If you remember, on the uh, anyway, I'll I'll just let you watch the video and let you see what you think. And um, he went back out. He tried to get a camera to take some pictures, and none of the okay. Let me back up. There's a man named Ron Wyatt. Ron W Y A T T. He has found the Ark of the Covenant. He found that Ark, and it is. It's it's in what they call Jeremiah's grotto. Anyway, so he's found it. And so that's the story. The pictures would come out, it was real blurry. You can see that on the video, they're real blurry. Um, so then on another time that he went in there, he was able to look in through that crack and he could see that there was blood on the left side of the ark. And the significance of that is huge. Remember how I told you they only put the blood on the right side of the ark. What's blood doing on the left side of the ark? So he looked up and he saw there was a crack above him, right above that crack on the ark. Okay, y'all see that? Did you see what, what that lady right there is talking about? This is the ark it's in a cave in jeremiah's grotto it had stone on top of it but this stone has cracked and there's a there's a giant crack in the earth okay on the stone that was covering the ark of the covenant and so now he has taken a scope all the way up that crack and there's blood all up that crack And you go all the way up 20 feet up and you will see there is the exact place where they had put the cross. So what must have happened was and we know this by the accounts in the word is that when Jesus died on the cross. His the contents of his blood went into his abdominal cavity it just poured into his abdominal cavity because he literally died he didn't die of asphyxiation that's what normally crucifixion victims would die of so our lord jesus did not die of asphyxiation he actually died of a broken heart his heart literally burst what he was enduring was so excruciating that it Literally broke his heart. Um, I think that we can all relate a little bit to that, in that whenever we've had something really, really sad happen, our heart literally aches. And so, if you can imagine bearing the sins of all of humanity on your shoulders, taking the, the punishment for that, as well as being separated from your father at that time, it's just, it was more than his heart could take, literally. So then the if you remember the centurion ordered the soldier to come and pierce through Jesus well it went likely it went into his abdominal cavity through his spleen and it the bible says that the contents of his uh, of his blood just poured out water and blood okay so a lot a lot of blood okay just and it had been in there and now it's just just pouring out so then it says there was a great earthquake so what they figure had to have happened was that and I'll show you a picture on the screen do you see that crack that's where the earthquake was this is right by where Jesus with the place where his uh, the cross was and this has this giant crack in the the uh, and that crack you can follow it all the way down to where the Ark of the Covenant was that crack there is where the earthquake was right beside where Jesus was crucified. And so the earth literally opened up and the Ark of the Covenant was twenty feet below. The blood went into the crack and went on to the left side of the mercy seat on the Ark of the Covenant. It's amazing. This is not this is obviously easy for the Lord, but this is This is amazing. And it's exactly what Daniel was told in Daniel chapter 9, verse 24, he said, um, 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make An end of sins to make reconciliation for iniquity to bring in everlasting righteousness so he done all those things right he's done all those things for us he's he's finished the transgressions he's ended sins not only has he made us righteous in God's sight he's also transformed us so that we don't live a life of sin anymore he's he's at the cross he did that he accomplished that so that we have the power to do what he has told us to do right to seal up vision and prophecy so all these things have been pointed to for years and years and years and it was completed at the cross and to anoint the most holy how amazing is that daniel said he was going to anoint the most holy and so for us For us, we might not recognize the importance of that, but back all for thousands of years, the blood had to go on the mercy seat. It can't just be something you think of that will happen. It actually physically has to go on the mercy seat. That's the whole point of the mercy seat. On the top uh, of the Ark of the Covenant, the blood has to be there so that it shows a payment was made. And so, all these years, I didn't really know, you know, that how exactly that was supposed to happen because no one even knows where the Ark of the Covenant is. You know, one can put anything on the mercy seat because the Ark of the Covenant wouldn't even have it to put the blood on, even if someone were to say, We want to put Jesus's blood on it. But the Lord had it already planned. The Lord had it planned 600 years before when Jeremiah hid it there. Isn't that amazing? The Lord knows the end from the beginning; He has it all planned out. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yes, that is amazing. That is amazing. All right, so we have poor things she's. It's right. amazing. Okay, so I want you guys to check that video out. I hope that that blesses you. But this is so amazing that the blood that is on the payment counter, and the Jesus's blood went on the cross, uh, on the on the ark. the covenant on the mercy seat which is amazing that just all these things give us confidence that the lord is very well able trust the plan trust the plan he's got this he's got all of this let's pray thank you so much lord again for just what a wonderful celebration we're so ready for your kingdom to come and your will to be done on this earth as it is in heaven we're so ready to see uh isaiah 60 fulfilled in our day we're just we're ready for that. We're so excited. Thank you that you have uh, that you've um, that you've hidden these things from the wise and prudent, and you revealed it to us, little babes. Maybe the offscaring of the earth. Maybe the people don't uh, think that we're you know that smart. We're maybe like the Mary Magdalens of the earth. But you have given us this understanding. It's by your spirit completely. So we understand that we as we share things with people, even if they don't get it, we know Lord, that it's all in your timing and uh, we just trust your timing on all of it we praise you lord that you are faithful you not only do you know the end from the beginning but you are faithful to keep every promise every uh you know not one jot or one tittle not one crossing of the t or one dotting of the i is going to pass away uh your everything will happen exactly according to your perfect plan and uh, we are i'm so thankful we're on the winning side thank you lord for Easter. Thank you that your spirit dwells within us. That same that same spirit that raised you, Lord Jesus, from the dead dwells in us to give life to us. We thank you, Lord, that we don't do any of this by our own strength. We don't have it. We ain't got it. But by your power, we can do all things. We can do all things. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord, because we know that you are uh you you really love us and that you have this perfect plan for us and this. Beautiful future, this beautiful future for us that uh, eye has not seen and ear has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of man what you prepare for those who love you. We are so thankful, so thankful that we are um, just safe in your hands and that this is uh, that we're going to see uh, this beautiful day that you've promised to us. We pray all these things in your great name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, love you. Have a wonderful Easter. I'll probably talk to you tomorrow afternoon.